Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. This is Anu Dudley with a piece about the Hunter Moon. Our full moon of last Tuesday, October 29th, is known as the Hunter Moon. When asked why it came by this name, many might reply, because it's hunting season. And they would be partly correct. But this full moon was called the Hunter Moon long before state-regulated hunting seasons long before people hunted deer for sport, long before even the invention of the musket in the 15th century. And many may be surprised to learn that the hunter honored in this full moon was not originally the prototypical male hunter stalking his prey to bring back meat to his family. No, the hunter moon from earliest times was sacred to the hunter goddess, she who slew the living at the end of their days. For this was the season of the wild hunt, when the goddess of the underworld rode forth through the land with her companions and her pack of hounds, gathering the souls of those who had died in the past year and carrying them off to the land of the dead. The pagan worldview was of a perpetual cycle of birth, life, death, and rebirth. In the underworld, the hunter goddess performed her transformative magic of healing and renewal and prepared the souls of the dead to return to the land of the living. Most cultures around the world have had hunting goddesses. Probably the one best known to us is the Greek goddess Artemis. Popular images of Artemis show a slim, barely clad maiden holding a bow and arrow, accompanied by her hunting hound. Tales from the Greek classical era depict her as the virgin goddess of the moon and of childbirth, and as protector of animals and children. And of course there is Diana, the Roman goddess of the hunt and of the moon, who superseded Artemis with the rise of the Roman Empire. Scores of hunter goddesses were revered around the world. A very few examples are Devana, the Slavic goddess of the hunt and the moon, who rode through the forest with her hounds, Skadi, the Norse hunter goddess, who stalked the snow-covered mountains on skis. In Egypt, Neith was a goddess of the hunt and of the underworld. She was also a weaving goddess who wore a crown of lunar horns to signify that she was also a moon goddess. Also from Egypt was Ubastet, she of the hunt, of healing and childbirth and protector of children. In Africa, the Ewe people had Anyigba, goddess of hunting, healing, and childbirth. And the Bushmen had Koti, a hunting goddess who was also the creator of life. In Mexico, the Aztecs had Noichana, a goddess of hunting, childbirth, and weaving. In the Arctic, Inuit lore told of Pinga, the one up there, who ruled the hunt, guarded the animals, and took the souls of the dead and allowed them to reincarnate. Also, Takana Kapsulak was a hunting goddess to whom the dead went in order to be healed. You can see a theme developing here. The hunting goddess is a death goddess, but she is also a healing goddess who transforms the dead into the living. She also is a weaving goddess, goddess of childbirth and protector of children, and finally a moon goddess. The pattern is consistent worldwide. But to us, all of these attributes may seem unconnected and confusing, but they are really all joined in an elegant, consistent whole. 
As a moon goddess, the hunter goddess represents <clears throat> the waxing and waning of life in its perpetual cycle of life, death, and rebirth. In this cycle, waning and death are as necessary as waxing and life, for all things must continuously change and fall away in order to keep the world vibrant and alive. Thus, the hunter goddess appears destructive on the surface, but taking the whole cycle into consideration, she is really a loving and compassionate goddess who ends life in order to renew it. Thus, she also oversees childbirth and the protection of children. And since weaving is an ancient, universal motif for creation of life, it is fitting that the hunter goddess should also be a weaver. The hunter goddess is also a healing and nourishing mother, as we see depicted by the ancient statue of Artemis of Ephesus, whose torso was covered with scores of breasts. Many-breasted Artemis fed all of life, and she was the altar aspect of Artemis the hunter, who destroyed life at the end of its time. In her totality, the hunter goddess takes life and gives life in a perpetual cycle, like the lunar cycle, honored in the hunter moon. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. This is Anu Dudley.